I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about the basics of survival. Um, kind of where to start, but also, you know, a lot of you guys, we get caught up. A lot of us will get really heavy into one area right? or something that's our focus. Like you're like, oh, well, I, I need 14 AR-15s mm-hmm. or maybe 15 because it kind of it's in the name. Right. And, oh, I need 15,000 rounds because I have 15 guns. Right. I need 1,000 right. rounds Minimum. each. And then you're like, but I don't have any food. Right. And, yeah, you could shoot everything to death, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes all that gunfire is going to scare away the critters you <laughs> yeah, want Yeah, everything's going to be gone. You know? So- um, same thing, you know, you, you might have that, you might have security covered, you might not have the basics. Um, you know, how many times have we talked about, uh, you know, I, I gave this story way back probably in the first year of the power goes out. I'm so cool. Cause I got the percolator coffee camp mug thing mm-hmm. and I go out and I put it on my, uh, my, uh, camp stove has a uh, burner on it. Put it on there. I'm like, I'm so fucking prepared. I'm going to be king of the world. And then I have solid beans. And I'm like, well, I don't have a coffee grinder because there's no electricity. Right, because it's an electric coffee grinder. I'm like, damn it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you got to test these things and whatever. But we're just going to kind of cover the basics and you kind of think about where you need to be. Now, about two hours after I was angry and didn't have coffee, I was like, well, I could just chop it up with a knife. Mm-hmm. And put it in there, and it really wouldn't have been a big deal, right? But it, that didn't occur to me, right? Because I didn't have my coffee. I don't know if you <laughs> hadn't had your coffee yet. You know, I mean, there's only so much I can do. So there's that. But <clears throat> um, there's a guy, Mark Goodwin. Um, I recommend a lot of his audio books and stuff to you guys. He's you know kind of cool, and I think he has a podcast called the Recon Prepper Podcast. But it's I, I can't really make sense of it. I've never actually successfully listened to it. Is it not good? Either I, I don't know. I, either I was bored or he only puts an episode out once a year 
where he goes on hiatus for a year and then comes back. Mm. It, it hasn't worked out for me. Maybe you guys have had better luck. Maybe you'll you know report back. But either way, he talks about if you go to his website, if you just search Recon Prepper, he's got a seven-step survival plan. So step one is body, mind, and soul. So if you're a Bible thumper, um, you know, your soul, you, that you could kind of think about that. Like, you know, if you're straight with God, I guess you really don't have anything else to worry about, right? Are you um, sure that he's not talking about, like, funk music, like George George ooh, Parliament? Because you George do Clinton need, like, Parliament. a good stack of the P-Funk. Yeah, I feel like you know that's important. You know, a, one of my go-tos. Why else would you have a my generator? my EMP, my Faraday cage, mm-hmm. right? I have an iPod with freaking the theme song from Shaft. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right there, dude. That's how you're good. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. Get your soul in. You know, because mm-hmm. people, they haven't heard the radio in, you know, a year and whatever. Uh-huh. And I come walking in. Isaac Hayes. Sir, got backup music. Isaac Hayes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but body, you know, how often do we neglect our own fitness? Um... That's a big thing, being in shape. Right. Uh, you know, if you got to go hustle to go get water, to go get anything, that's going to be. Yeah, I feel like if there's deal. ever any real massive emergency, we're all going to be a bunch of sore motherfuckers after the first couple of days. I think that's accurate. Um, I'm pretty sore now. So, mm-hmm. you know, hey, um, one of the things like, all right, so imagine. You let your body go, you get all fat, whatever, you're you're lame. All of a sudden you're on medication, you got like high blood pressure, cholesterol, all this stuff going. Now, I always tell myself, well, there won't be any food, I'm going to get skinny quick, everything's mm-hmm. good. Right. You know, I used to watch uh, Survivor, the TV show. Yeah. I, I didn't like watch it. I mean, like I'd be dating somebody and it'd be on TV and mm-hmm. I saw two or three episodes and I'm talking about way back season one. Right. So this is, I'm in the Navy. Right. Back this then. is, this it's is a is, long uh, time ago. The origins of reality TV here. This is way back. Yeah. Yeah. Way back. Yeah, exactly. And so you'd see, they'd have these like skinny fit, look like personal trainer people. And then you'd have guys that were a little chubby and a beer belly. Yeah. And you go like three weeks on this show and the skinny waif ones are like laying around going like, oh, yeah. I have no yeah. energy. I can't move. And then the guys who have the beer bellies and stuff are all starting to look pretty good. Right. And you're like, right. oh. still, and they're like ready to go, you know, still fine. Right. And you know what I noticed, though, in those episodes, those girls would get skinnier and skinnier, but those fake boobs just stayed the same size. <laughs> was a win for Looked everybody. so bizarre after <laughs> after about three weeks or so. They were bizarro boobs. Yeah. All right. It was just not, not normal looking. All right. So, I mean, again, a couple extra pounds. All right. But you need to, you know, overall be in reasonable health. Because right. you let your body go where all of a sudden you're diabetic, you're insulin dependent. Got a bad back, got bad things, knees. Bad knees, bad back from being overweight. You know, you're not going to make it. Yeah. And that stuff really matters and it's something you got to take seriously. Yeah. And you got to challenge so, yourself physically periodically. Your you know? body your body is definitely something you got to take seriously when it comes to prepping. Um another thing that I'll throw on the end that apparently he overlooked, maybe he 
counts it as mind. It's mm-hmm. got mind. Right. So I would say training. Yeah. Um, learning how to use your firearms, learning your bushcraft skills. And again, these things that we're talking about right now, they're all free. Right. You don't need money. So you're like, oh, Chuck, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, spending a lot of money on long, a year's worth of survival food and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You knock out bushcraft skills that you can learn free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You learn some firearms training. You learn hunting, fitness. Hunting, hunting trapping, trapping, yep, running, fitness, all that sort of stuff that you can pack into your brain counts a lot. Counts you a know, lot. You know, that's 50% of your, your preparedness right there. You know, I mean, I, I talked to all these guys, and this was something that just came up, but they'll be all about, um, you know, going to the range, and they'll, they'll burn through 500 rounds or whatever. But guess what? If you're sitting at the range, and you got your gun on a rest, and you're shooting at the target, after about 10 rounds, you're only improving yourself by fractions, you mm-hmm. know, of a percent of your skill. You're not helping yourself. It's not, I mean, yeah, being familiar, going once a month as opposed to not going once a month, yeah, that's helpful. Right. And shooting 50 rounds. But shooting moving targets, shooting under stress, doing different things, these are the things that are going to actually change your ability. Right. Um, learning the muscle memory of the quick draw and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, going from or dealing with malfunctions. Right. You know, how to unjam your gun. You know, having, a, I, I'll take a magazine and I'll put, uh, you know, in New York, we'll say 10 rounds for the magazine. And right. I'll give Kevin and I'll say, look, here, take this, uh, you know, dummy round. And put it in at random. random. Right. And I start shooting and then, oh, quick. But how quick do I recover from that? Right. And, you know, I, I noticed a, a uh, big problem with me originally when I first started shooting was that I was flinching. And what I started doing was use those dummy rounds a couple of times and realized how bad it was. I was flinching when I pulled the trigger, not flinching from the recoil, but preparing for it. And then fucking up because I'm a, a pansy. Wow. You know, you have to be calm and collected with each shot, you know? So those are things you can start out. Now, number two he has is budget. And I got to say, I don't think that's wrong um, to be the next step. So now, obviously, you can work on a lot of these things together at the same time, simultaneously. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm working out this week. Right. That means I can't buy some extra food or mm-hmm. hit the gun store, whatever. No, that's just stupid. But so there's uh, Gordon Ramsay. I don't know if you guys have heard him back in the day. He has uh, I think he has podcasts, some books, whatever. Is it Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Is that the right name? That's the guy. Yep. All right. So he used to um, have the big, uh, big idea of, you know, you buy what you can afford. And right. he'd talk about... You know, if you don't have money, then you don't spend money. And, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, but I need new tires on my car. Well, guess what? Maybe you don't drive your car or maybe he's like drive with the bald tires and deal with it until you have a little bit of money because you're putting yourself so at risk by not having a little security blanket. Mm -hmm. Now, this depends on the world you live in. Um, You know, some places, $500 
you can pretty much solve any problem with some places that number is a thousand dollars and some places that number is probably three thousand dollars basically you should be able to at least go buy a used car with whatever your stack away money is right now i know here we could buy a used car for a thousand bucks it's not going to be a great car it might only last for a year but it'll get you out of a pinch where mm-hmm. you can save up. So here and in general, I like to think of that number as a thousand bucks. You should be setting aside a thousand bucks as your emergency fund. Right. Now, like, you know, you might be like, well, I have the credit card and if I need something, I can use the credit card for a thousand bucks. And right now I'm just trying to pay down credit card debt first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a gray area. He, the Ramsey guy, he'd be he like, you know what, free. get your thousand bucks and then pay off your debt because you're always going to be like, well, I need to use my credit card again. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to get back into it. Right. But whatever. Either way, you need to build up a little cushion. Yeah. And I'd recommend, maybe not everybody would recommend this, I'd recommend a thousand dollars in cash. Yes. Someplace. Not in a bank account. And it would not be in a bank because- I don't know if you guys have ever read a uh, prepper survival novel, mm-hmm. but you can never go to the freaking ATM. And guess what? September 11th, when the damn cell phones didn't work, the banks and the ATMs didn't work in New York City either. Right. And a lot of and people were fucked because they had they all sorts fucked. of money. And they're like, I got to get out of the get, city. Get it. But I don't have any money. Right. And that's a problem. And, you know, all the stuff was down to use your credit card and things like that. Set a little money aside, and that's what. Next, step three, he's got bug out bag. Now, you had a little bit you wanted to talk about bug out bags, right? Yeah, I wanted to talk about bug out bags. Now, we did a show on, on bug out bags. Maybe that was a while back. Maybe we should back. we should do another bug out bag episode in, in the future. Revisit that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of having a bug out bag, keeping it packed, and using it. Um, now... I would say more important than straight bug out bag, and these may coincide and you're like, oh, well, we're talking about the same thing. But I would say a get home bag first. Yeah. Yep. Have something in your car, a little go-to. And we've talked about get home bags. I don't really want to get into too much detail on this. But you know what? You should have one to three days worth of food. You should have some water. Should have a blanket, some kind of shelter. Um, I've definitely, you know, I mean, if we were getting crazy, I'd tell you about water filters and purification and having, you know, shit. You could have night vision in there. You could have freaking handguns, mace, right. you know, whatever. But just having a simple get home bag is a huge start. Um, I gotta say, having like an extra sweatshirt mm-hmm. for your kids or whatever when they're crying dry pair of socks. Um, I, I think we mentioned in the past when uh, when I used to work at the sewer plants or whatever, I used to keep a spare, you know, boots and a pair, right. you know, change Set of clothes. Change of clothes, Because right. you never know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're Shit caught in the winter. happens work at a ship plant. Yeah, there you go. So there's that kind of stuff. But you need an extra set of clothes. You need maybe bug spray. Because, man, could you imagine having to walk home 20 miles in a crappy bug season and you're mm-hmm. walking through the woods? Yeah. That's not going to be a pleasant time. Yeah. Um, you know, these are the kind of stuff. Maybe some sunblock, you yeah. know. 
But water... you know, I keep. I always keep um, in my my bag. I always keep uh, wool socks, a couple of pairs, and I put them in a Ziploc bag so they stay dry. They're not going to soak up any moisture. Having dry dry feet is a is a big deal when you've got to make some distance on you know on your feet. And also, uh, you know, a, a pair of walking shoes. Not everybody wear you know wears sneakers right. every day. Or I mean, I boots. said boots, but yeah, it's something yeah. you got to be Sne- able to get you know, home in. If 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 you're gonna be going through the woods, maybe boots is is a good idea. And if you work in an office and just have whatever shoes, they might not be great. I gotta say, my number one thing I would spend money on when I'm like, oh, you know, I need to be more prepared, would probably be the get home bag. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the biggest emergency that you can't solve any other way. Right, and it's going to be nice to have because now right away I have extra food. Even if I'm at home, there's extra food in my car I can go right. grab. Right, but I mean that because you're really screwed if you get stuck in your car and you're there for five days buried in snow and you have to eat your Taco Bell packets. Right, right. You if know? you can get your, uh, you know, your your bottles of water out of there and and um, some warmth out of there. Right, get some protein bars. It's going to make you're, a huge... I mean, that business, sounds yeah. like the most important number one prep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say, you know, next would be, you know, if you can't afford, you're not like the handgun guy or something like that, maybe the little pepper spray. That's mm-hmm. 20 bucks. Yeah. I know my wife has that in her get-home bag as well as in her purse because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do the handgun, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is your next step, you know? Yeah. And again, you use your level of comfort and also your budget. Right. Maybe your and, budget doesn't allow for a handgun. Right. And if if you're also any sort of self-defense weapon should be a weapon that you're willing to use. If you're not super excited about shooting somebody, right. You may not might not hesitate as much to to Maybe mace somebody. Maybe pepper spray. Yeah. Um so, you know, something to think about and then we and Kevin have to point out that nunchucks are legal in New York now. Yeah. Yep. You might just want the nunchucks for security. Yeah. And you should be able to get into was, a decent pair of nunchucks for like 20 bucks. Right. I was doing some shopping around with them. Yeah. And uh yeah, you can you can get a decent pair for 19.99. Okay. So, you know, hey, we're we're putting options out mm-hmm. there. Now, do you have anything you want to add to bug out bag right now or save that for another? I think uh the only thing I would I would say is um have some uh some paracord in there. I like paracord. Now, if you guys don't know, you're, this is a kind of beginner prepper episode. So the bug out bag is, you know what? Everything's gone to crap here. I can't stay in my house. I need to go at a minimum, be able to live in the woods for five, six days, or at least be able to travel to get where I'm going and live right. in somewhere. That's what a bug out bag is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, oh crap, I need something or, you know, I'm not going to make it. That's, I got to go now. And now I'm lost in right. the woods by myself. Right. So, bug out bag should be ready to go. It's a ready to go bag, pre-packed, and all you have to do is grab it and go. Now, his step four, I think he was trying to go with the everything starts with B. Okay. So we had body, budget, bug out bag. Number four is beans. 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 Now, mm-hmm. beans are cool because well, let me just make it beans and rice. Now, in his seven-step survival plan, I don't want you guys to think less of him. He expands on all these, tells you exactly what he means. I'm just using this as kind of a jumping-off point to mm-hmm. kind of 
you know, get us on track. But um, so beans and rice, these are things you can buy a lot of belly filling calories for very cheap. Right. And, you know, you buy the big bag at Sam's Club of some dried beans and some rice. You're spending very little money and you can stretch whatever's in your pantry right now out for two or three weeks. Right. Right. And that's now, pretty huge. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I've got a list of, of uh, foods that are, are good for shelf life and for your wallet. Right. Now, um, I, go ahead. Before you go, but what I would say is so my thought is when it comes to money, I would do a get home bag and then I would move into this. Some limited at a minimum two week food, you know, long term food as right. the starting point. Right. Right, two weeks. What I would think when I say two weeks, uh, twenty five hundred calories per person per day. Yeah. That's what you need to think about. Um, pasta and jars of spaghetti sauce, cheap. You can feed a lot of people, and you don't need to go buy it today. Guess right. what? You can wait for Price Chopper or whatever to have the freaking you know ten for ten sale where you know. Go buy 10 cans of spaghetti sauce for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Or I see 10 jars of peanut butter for 10 bucks. Yeah, peanut you know, butter is great. That's huge one. calories. It's protein. It fills your belly. It's got the fat that you need also in that, mm-hmm. you know, stressful time. Yep. Um, can When it comes to canned stuff, soup, tuna, uh, canned chicken, which is, I don't know, seems a little gross, but I. I don't know that I've ever actually eaten it's canned nice tuna. It's nice to enhance other things. Right. So when you're doing pasta and sauce, and then you throw in the canned chicken. Mm-hmm. And now I know you're like, whoa, chicken and spaghetti? I don't know if that's it. But they do it. <laughs> I think chicken parm, right? Yeah. You're all right. You're fine, man. It's okay. Vegetables, uh, canned vegetables, canned chili, ramen. Now, I don't um, eat vegetables normally. Should I Well, I stockpiling I've vegetables? got a, uh, an aversion to canned corn. I feel like my mom just put canned corn in every meal that I ate as a child. She said, this is, all right, this is regular meatloaf, but I add, add canned corn. Now it's Mexican meatloaf because corn meant Mexican, right? See what she did there? Mm-hmm. Little culinary tip. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, another thing just to keep in mind, a lot of people that are listening don't have a huge yard, don't have a lot of space, but... You can dig up a four-foot-by-four-foot four section and just plant a couple of uh, tomato plants. Now, you're saying, oh, a couple of tomatoes aren't going to make a big difference. What I'm thinking, though, is if you can grow a couple of tomato plants and an emergency hits, you know, a long-term emergency, you can make that four-by-four four section bigger, faster, and you know what you're doing now. Well, definitely we've talked about the having a start, knowing how to garden, and knowing how to garden in your area, in your yard. Right. You know what's going to come up as far as pests and temperatures. You don't need to be completely self-sufficient on your garden, but you need to be able to know what you're doing so you can be. I'm with you on that, but also having some fresh food changes your vitamin content Mm -hmm. and your nutrition overall keeps you from getting the scurvy and Mm -hmm. the, you know... So that might be a little better than your freeze-dried crap, you know, whatever. Now, it's cool. You can buy, you can stockpile, like, your Centrum or whatever, you know, your your bulk vitamins. And that's great, and I don't think that's wrong at all. But those have 
actually have a shelf life mm-hmm. that really deteriorates in quality pretty quick. Right. Um, I mean, I say pretty quick. You're good for a year, but you're not really good for five or six years. They're not really lasting. Yeah. Um. So that's something to think about. Any more on uh, food? Yeah, well, I've got a little first aid here uh, thing here with vitamins in it. Okay. I'm just going to throw that in there with food instead. I like um, that. You know, it's it's just one of those things that if you're eating, you know, if you're eating rice and beans, might be good to get some get some extra vitamins in there. You know, I love it. I love it. No, that's that's right. Um, and but you should also be picking out kind of healthier food. But these are the starting points, right? You know, this is the basics. You know, long term food storage. We've done episodes on it, mm-hmm. and. There are ways to really expand and and get hardcore. And yeah, I want you to buy, you know, the long-term supplies. Mm -hmm. And I want you to have a year's worth of shit. Right. And that freeze-dried food is great, but it's expensive and you can't stock your whole shelf. That's not your starting point. Um, Now, if you're the guy with the unlimited budget, Mm -hmm. you know what? Your starting point should be two-week supply for every member of your family with long-term food storage. Mm -hmm. Do that. I'm just trying to go with, uh, hey, not everybody's got extra cash. Yeah. I just started thinking about prepping, and I don't want to spend my entire budget you, on it right off the bat. If you just started thinking about prepping, odds are you're not sure you want to commit a crazy psycho budget to it. Right. You know, you're like, yeah, this may not even be a thing. Mm-hmm. And all your friends are going to be like, you just dropped three grand? Are you insane? Right. And that's, you know, and I'd rather you drop the three grand at the gun store. Yeah. Just because I feel better about it. You yeah. know, whatever. That's right. just me. Right. Now, Guns are a lot more fun than food, but. You know, it's, yeah, no, but food comes food, first. You actually sir, you actually can live off of food. You can't eat bullets. Well, you we can. can talk you can only it. eat one. Lead poisoning, <laughs> it doesn't end well. Yeah, you can eat it another way. Um, so it turns out, number five, bullets. Mm. Starts with a B. Now, I would recommend you buy a gun before you buy bullets. Well, yep. Because that's just awkward Baby when you're steps. like, ah. <laughs> throwing throwing shells at people. So the food came first all day. Don't even think about a gun until food is taken care of. Right. And like I said, I would, I'd like to see you have a little cushion in your financial budget before you save up to buy a gun. Right. Um, I find. Yeah, I think you'd be better off with $1,000 in cash than a gun and no cash. Yes. Um. I, it's weird. I talk to people. Um, New York's tough. You don't see a lot of used guns. And the thing is, we're not allowed to sell guns like privately in New York. I don't really know about other states. I think most, yeah, most of them you can. Yeah, most states are saying. And you, you go can... to your neighbor, your dad, and be like, hey, you have that old shotgun. How about I give you 100 bucks and you're good? That's great if you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I go into our gun stores here... I look at the used stuff and it's usually sloppy crap and I can buy the right thing for less. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even, it's garbage. But if you bought like a Maverick shotgun, you're somewhere under like 199 I think yeah. you're like 149 And that's the basically the generic version of Mossberg. Right. Um, so think like Epiphone is to Gibson with guitars or I, I don't know what else. Um <laughs> I would say, I would say like a that mana is to whirlpool on your washing there machine. There you go. There is that you go. the analogy you'd right. like? 
Um, you know, whatever. It, I would say uh, starting point, a great starting point would be a low-cost shotgun because you can keep a lot of motherfuckers out of your house yes. with a shotgun. And I would say the low-cost shotgun and 25 rounds of buckshot. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Um, so you're talking about like 26 bucks, mm-hmm. and you got that, and you just you're set. Now again, this is beginning prepper, starting right. point. And again, you got your food squared away, you got a little savings squared away. Now we're out, we're buying the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Then I'd like to see you move into a Ruger 1022, something mm-hmm. like that. That would be my step two. Um, and then then, then we'll, we'll get into the AR-15 oh, right. world. Right. Then we would get into the maybe handgun world. Then maybe a long range shooter like a, uh, you know, some kind of sniper type rifle. Maybe a Remington Seven Hundred. Now we're getting away from ourselves a little right. bit. Get back now, to starting prepping. I also would say, if you're like, oh well, I'm going to go out and buy fifteen AR-15s. Do you have sights for those 15 AR-15s? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I have an AR-15. Obviously, I bought sights. Well, maybe we should have bought some more quality optics first and a little better. Yeah, before, before you started 15. going up to, yeah, before you getting know, your- Around your, six, you need to start, <laughs> start, thinking, start about thinking about diversifying. better optics. Yep. And, you know, so you need to work it in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then night vision- Thermal, mm-hmm. I understand Thor has, or sorry, ATN has a thermal scope that was 2700 and now they have a LT version, a light version, that is 1300 bucks. What? Now you're seeing hogs in the Ooh, nighttime. I didn't know about I'm this. I'm just saying, you know, Ooh. that might be something you want to get, uh, get behind. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, step six is bullion. And what he's talking about there is silver coins and gold. Yeah. Now, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not a huge fan of gold and silver. Really? I'm. N- I'm just not. I feel like. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are uh, going to be hesitant to take your quote unquote gold coin that they don't know if it's, it's gold, gold or not. All right. Well, the, everybody recognizes a twenty though. They do. Yeah, but what is that going to feed when whatever? Here's the deal. Um, I was big when I first started this podcast and when I first got into prepping into silver coins. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, silver, it's very, you know, tradable, whatever. Right. Not super expensive. A, but sa- it's... a substantial amount of silver. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in the pounds, not ounces kind of neighborhood. All right. Excellent. Um, you know, Whatever. And, but I gotta say, not really what I would spend my money on. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is what he recommends. I'm giving you some other insight from you know people outside. Um, I would probably, if you're worried about financial collapse and that's really your focus, I probably would would get some silver. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do uh, like American Eagle, something that's easily recognizable, right? Um, any of these, you know, other minted stuff, yeah, you can buy it cheaper, but you know, it's hit or miss on whether people are going to accept it. Um, and then it still is going to have lesser value to trade. Even if they understand it's silver, they know for them to get rid of it, they might have a harder time. Right. Um, 
So that's something to consider. I wouldn't get crazy with silver, but that's something to me. I like to invest in precious metals, and I call it lead. Mm-hmm. That that's my lead. precious metal. That's right. Um, AKA bullets. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider there. Yeah, but I think when it comes to uh, bullion, I think any um, any tradable currency that you think is going to be valuable long term. Yeah, I think is something worth holding on to. Yep. No, and then uh, then he ta- he his last one is base. And honestly, it's like a 60-page document, and I didn't really want to skim through it and find what the hell he's talking about. Well, um, is that the homestead? Let's say, let's say a shelter. We're going to say we're building up the homestead? Yeah. All yeah. right. So let's talk about your shelter. All right. What do you All got? Right, let's say you are planning on um, bugging in Yeah. Yeah. or setting up your bug-out location. So, you know, the four things you need to really think about is – is your shelter weatherproof? You know, do you have shutters? Do you have, you know, functioning shutters? I mean, do you have a door that's secure, you know, that is not going to easily be kicked in? Do you have, uh, you know, windows that are lockable and, and defensible? Are you going to have fucking leaks in your roof after, after the, in the next three months, you know? When was the last, whoa, when was the last time you had your septic tank pumped out? Another good point. Another good point. Because um, remember, you can flush your toilet by pouring some of that water you've been saving in the back of your toilet. Because there's certain amount of time, certain uh, certain amount of times that you know you can use that toilet without flushing it. But eventually, you got to send it down. Yeah, send it down. <laughs> if it's yellow, you know, conserve your water. If it's yellow, right. let it mellow. But you know, whatever. Uh, let's. How about heat? Do you have a fireplace? Do you have a kerosene heater? Now, Do you have a propane heater? That having a backup heat source. I mean, I've had it happen to me where the furnace goes out. Yeah. You know, the electricity's out and I don't have a furnace. You have electric baseboard heaters, they might be out. You have a furnace, same thing, might be out. You might have a full tank of uh kerosene and you no way to use it. It's a big uncomfortable problem when your family's freezing to death mm-hmm. and you don't want to just walk away from your house and be like well i'm gonna go to my brother's that's a half hour away and they'll have electricity well yeah that's maybe cool but then all your pipes are gonna freeze mm-hmm. and it just gets awkward yeah, so having a kerosene heater mm-hmm. or some kind of indoor propane heater they have like a mr heat or something i don't know what it is right, right. but there are there's a, there's a million different options setting your house up with a wood stove you know, mm-hmm. these things come in later. And also, is your vehicle ready? Do you trust your vehicle that you could jump in at any time? What does it cost you to keep your gas tank on the top half instead of the bottom half all the time? Mm-hmm. It's the same amount of money after the first week. I got to tell you, I preach about this and I preach about this. And every time I get in my wife's car, it's like she's got the little digital count out. Yeah. It's like 15 miles. Tell you got a mile to tell your empty. What? I mean, come on, man. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, you know, how ready are you? I feel like you? she gets down to like three miles left and then she, she puts a gallon in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets down to, come on, man. Why, why don't you start at the top end and do that? Right. And just work off the top. It's better for your fuel pump. You know, yeah. the whole thing. Drives me crazy. But I mean, what am I going to do? Wait, you, that's know, a, you can't tell them anything. All right. It's been my um, experience. How about electricity? You know, you could solve a lot of your problems if you had working electricity at your house. Um, what's your generator situation? Can you get a generator going? 
You know, yeah. there's a there's a, a lot of things that can function pretty well off of batteries. Right, What's your battery a situation? Past beginner prepper there. Well, I'm talking about buying buying double A batteries for your flashlights. All you right, know? we'll start there. Uh, how about um, how about your kitchen? Okay. Can if your electric's out, can you cook food? If nice. you've got a wood stove, you can cover two of those with one one stone. I like you know? that a lot. Um, um, wood stove. What about do you have a grill with a burner? Mm-hmm. Now, do you always have an extra propane tank next That's to That's right. Grill? That's one of my other big uh, things that I get I get super excited about. I can about. honestly say I am actually good because I actually found a guy who has $8 now. It was 10 last time I did an episode and talked about this. $8 propane tank refills. Is this the guy right up the street here? No. How's he? Uh, I think I thought he was 12, so he must be okay, a different yeah, guy. Yeah, no, my guy over in... in Far away by your office. Okay. All um, right. Anyway, well, I've got a couple bucks, of empties. Eight bucks. And I'm like, ooh. And what I did is I actually had Kevin hit up a trailer park and scored me about 10 nasty looking propane tanks that were all rusted through. Right. I went up to Lowe's and swapped them out one at a time every <laughs> right? time I needed one. And now I refill those brand new fancy tanks. That's right, and buddy. Uh, for eight bucks a pop. Yep. And I have like I do actually have like six full ones sitting in my house. Yeah, I got the same going now on. Now I'm here. afraid my house is gonna blow up though. I'm like, what are you yeah, gonna do, man? Right you can't. The window. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't. You can't plan for everything. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna have them up by my shed and then put them out a the, little like, ways. The woods people are gonna come and take them. And yeah, I don't know. Take them away. <laughs> the forest people. <laughs> You always got to worry about them, you know? The forest people and the mole people. Damn. Exactly. And the lizards. And the lizard people. Reptilians. Reptilians. Always oh, steal my propane. Damn <laughs> reptilians. <laughs> all right. We may have got off task a little all bit right, there. All right. So um, as far as kitchen goes, you can get a little uh, camp stove. You know, you got a grill. Um, Maybe you don't have a grill. Whatever. Uh. Even even uh even one of those cheap little charcoal grills is yeah. better than nothing, you know. If you if you have no other way to to cook anything, at least you got that, and you spent you know you can get one of those grills for twenty bucks. And maybe somebody wants to get you something for Christmas, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, you know it'd be cool if I had a little grill. Mm-hmm. And your mom's is like, well, I do love you, and then you know, mom yeah. always has a mom little... always comes through. So, I'd recommend one of those little Coleman camp stoves, though. Just make sure you've got the little propane tanks you can screw in there, and you're in business for for months. They last, yeah. Did they, they? They hold up. All right. And it's uh, I actually when I go on long term camping trips, I bring those with me. Or when you forget to pay the electric or bill. Or when I yeah, or when I pay forget to pay the electric bill. I've got or that. Choose not set. to pay the electric bill, whichever yeah, it I is. I hate those sons of bitches. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, that's the gist, though. You um, Make sure you're spreading it around. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about real quick is... Uh, first aid. First aid and water. Okay. Um, water. Uh, you can just go and buy some of those gallon jugs, those five-gallon jugs, whatever Ooh, it is you want wow. to do. They're easy, cheap. You know I like the water, for a long Bob. time. That would be pretty soon. I know Chuck's, Chuck's excited about the water, water Bob. Bob. Yep. Um, let's talk about first aid real quick. Uh, what does your medicine cabinet look like now? Um, you know, what kind of shape are we in? Need to kind of take stock on that. 
I always think I have everything, and then somebody will come over and ask for something, and I'll be like, "Well, I don't keep that." Yeah, like aspirin. Mm-hmm. I do. I I'm all like Tylenol and Motrin. Mm-hmm. There's no aspirin. Yeah, and somebody's like, "Do you have aspirin?" That's what I can take, and I'm like, oh. like <laughs> "Now I have aspirin, but right. it's probably like three years expired." Because mm-hmm. who the fuck takes aspirin? Yeah, one thing I'd I'd say is, uh, you know, obviously you want to have some antiseptic. Um, you know, some some sort of uh you know you get a cut on a rusty nail um no they used whatever. to sell wound wash and they don't sell that anymore no no and that's basically just so saline, saline right yeah mm-hmm. but it's in like a forceful spray okay it's nice all right uh gauze gauze are good i've got gauze and i've got little uh mickey mouse band-aids nice. when i get a little little boo-boo my my first aid's pretty well stocked but the way i actually got there was it was funny. I started with like some like twenty dollars Sam's Club, you know, mm-hmm. nothing thing. Right. But then, like every week when I'm out buying groceries, I'd buy like a five dollar, you know, five dollar like, item. Sterry strips, right? Or you know, gauze pads, you know, the big pads to stick on there. Bacitracin, you know, another tube or you know mm-hmm. whatever. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go on Amazon and I'm gonna freaking buy, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, quick clot. Or quick clot gauze. Right. Quick clot gauze is a whole new level, dude. Mm. It, that's that's another thing. Are you gonna have a big nasty scar if you use it though? I don't know, but it's awesome. You just <laughs> plug that hole. You just keep just stuffing, keep it, stuffing in it, there. it in there. It, it's awesome. Uh-huh. But um, so no, now I have like you know the hundred fifty dollar trauma bags and and different things like that. But that's stuff that I got, you know, at training or whatever over the years or right. different things. They're like, oh, this or I, I buy a quality tourniquet or, you know, something like that. But, you know, just steps. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm ordering a book off Amazon. I threw this other, you know, first aid stuff in my wish list. And I'm going to get that, too, you know, or something like that. But just keep building with steps. But start in increments, you know. Right. And after you get your two weeks, you know, keep your priority. I mean, I think once you get past like the thousand dollar savings and you're paying off your debt or whatever, then you start, you know, really hitting the, uh, you know, double up on the food. Right. You know, now it's four weeks for everybody. Now it's two months for everybody, you know, like that. And then, all right, now we can afford to get another gun. Mm-hmm. Um, now we can get a little extra ammo, you know, or whatever. But you do it in stages. But you make sure you're kind of evening it out. Don't get too heavy in one area, unless it's AR-15s, and we'll talk about it. And you know, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. We got another uh, uh, AR-15 show at some point. I think uh, brewing here. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yep. Um, now, do you remember the sky penis? Yes, tell me about the sky penis. The... I had T-shirts. I don't know if you guys cashed in. Yeah, on that do you remember? I don't know if you if you're on the Facebook. I'm sure you remember Chuck with his stupid sky penis. Right. Uh, U.S. Navy uh, jet drew a, a penis in the sky with contrails out in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Washington State. Now I'm going to read a, a quote from um, KREM two. That's a radio station out there. A mother who lives in Okanagan, Washington. Yes. Who took pictures of the the drawings. 
Drawing. They were artistic. They're artistic. Drawings reached out to KRAEM2 to complain about the images, saying she was upset she might have to explain her to her young children what the drawings were. Now, obviously, there's always somebody that's got to be upset about something. You know, like, it's everybody else's fault that you got stupid kids. Could you imagine if she fucking listened to this podcast? Oh, her mind would explode. <laughs> Jeez. I, I'm telling you. So, anyway, we got down. We did a little research. We Everybody... The mystery is solved. We figured out what's going on. All right. What happened? He was drawing figure eights and then, like, his plane lost control. <laughs> I guess you could he say that. He was like, oh, it hit afterburn or I don't know what. And no. Uh, all right. So, um, is this going to be in the new Top Gun? EWO movie? said to the pilot, draw a giant, pe- giant penis. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's a quote from his commanding officer. You should totally draw a penis. I could definitely draw one. That would be easy, the pilot said. I could basically draw a figure eight and turn around and come back. I'm going to go down, grab some speed, and hopefully get out of the contrail layer so they're not connected to each other. That's smart. They theorized on the second order uh, effects of the nascent sky drawing. Dude, that would be so funny. This is, see the Navy lingo there? The jargon? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like what they did. The airliners there. coming back on their way into Sa- Seattle, just this big, <laughs> beeping, giant penis. You could almost draw a vein in the middle of it, too. <laughs> the, I'm t- I, I swear, these this is legitimate transcripts of the conversation she they're having. Should, I'm not making this up. This she is, should be happy they didn't draw the vein. They didn't draw the vein, right. All right. <laughs> Balls are going to be a little lopsided, the pilot advised. Balls are complete. I just got to navigate a little bit over here for the shaft. (laughs) Which way is the shaft going? The shaft is going to the left, the pilot answered. It's going to be a wide shaft. It was this is wide. this and this goes on. I'm I'm not going to read anymore because nope. it gets even more, more graphic. Oh, whoa! We don't want to offend. So people. so this was in prep for the Army Navy game. Yes. And I feel like the Navy won. The Navy always wins. That's right. Now, here's my thing, though. Do we not want our pilots testing our skills with new challenges? I feel like it's important. I feel like that's... If you're not pushing yourself to your limits, if you're not doing new things, you're not learning. How do you think we got freaking Bin Laden? Mm -hmm. It's not because they're fucking around drawing Snoopy or something. Right? You... You gotta be cutting edge. Uh huh. The only thing that would be better of those pictures of Bin Laden after he was shot would be a giant sky penis in the background. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, splatter against the wall, and then outside the window, there it is—a shiny moon right above mm-hmm. a sky penis. Sky penis. Exactly. So you know, that's a thing. Yeah. No. Just just keep in mind that there's always room for sky penis. Um big part of our American culture here, and I feel like these, these pilots are being uh, punished unjustly. Yeah. I, you know, I say free them. Let them go. Let my people go. Nice. Now, another bit of, uh, of whatever, maintenance, news, whatever we got to deal with. Apparently, you guys in the Prepping Badass Facebook group, mm-hmm. one, you're probably pretty excited about the knives coming up. Yes, sir. There's some things there, some pictures, little teasers, if mm-hmm. you will. But 
there was a little roughness in the conversation. And at first I was like, oh, whatever, you know, people do what people do. And, you know, we're all willing to help out each other. But then things escalated and escalated. And then Kevin's like, all right, take that shit out of there. Yeah. And so whatever problems or concerns you have, hopefully they've been solved for the future. Right. We tried and to be tolerant. Yeah. I want to say that that there's only one rule that Facebook. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And if you're being a dick, you might get kicked out. And I really hesitate to, you know, I mean, I'm a dick. Right. So, I mean, we I mean, have, have a you lot heard of, Kevin's you can push me mouth? pretty far. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can push us pretty far and we're going to let a lot slide. But at a certain point, you know, we got to do other something. Facebook groups for other things. Right. You know, whatever. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, you guys. So we do have a really cool Facebook page and Facebook, yeah, Facebook group. group. Um, the group is uh, Prepping Badass. Mm -hmm. Check that out. Um, actually, if you search uh, survival prepping, I think is the it'll come up the yep. Facebook page and mm -hmm. and then the group, whatever. Um, what else we got? We got uh, Patreon. I don't know if you guys really appreciate these quality episodes. Mm -hmm. um, you guys, you feel you want to help out, support us, maybe get a prepping badass patch. Yeah, you'll notice that we don't bombard you with 10 minutes of, of ads every episode. I want to Try in not the future, to bully you. but we haven't done it yet. We We've haven't. had we're, your we're back. We're holding out. We're holding uh, out as much as we We've been going for years can. now mm -hmm. with commercial-free, quality content. If Every you want to get a hold of us. I'll throw a bone in a tack pack. Mm -hmm. tack we pack. do do that. Yeah. But it, it's a nice commercial. I'm not slamming you with join Audible right. or whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, one eight hundred flowers. We should flowers. get an audible code. The way I'm always telling people to buy audiobooks. That's a good point. <laughs> you yeah, know what? Next week there we might be sell, an ad. We do sell audiobooks all the time. <laughs> so maybe yeah. maybe we should get back on that. We'll we'll get back to you on that one. But yeah. if you want to support us, Patreon's a great way to do it. Yeah. And actually, back to the uh, Facebook group, we do have some cool prepping badass knives coming out in the near future, mm -hmm. and that's going to be. I'm sure I'm going to mention it here, but that's another way where you're going to see them come up for sale and, and yeah, you can sort support that things uh, that way. Um, also, if you want to show some support, you can just uh, leave a, uh, leave a review or shoot us an email, uh, prepping badass at gmail.com. I actually read all the emails that he come reads in. reads them. He's a little slow to respond. I sometimes, sometimes respond within a week or so. Yeah, sometimes it takes him a week. And it's not usually like what's weird is they'll pop up on our phone and we'll be like, oh, we got an email. This guy wants that. And we get all excited. Like actually today's episode. This was, was from James. Yeah, was this from, is an email James from James requested. From it was like, this week. You guys need to tell me how to get started. And here it is, James. Nailed it. This podcast is We may for you. not have responded to your email, although I think you might have. I don't know. Yeah, we did. But we sure as hell have responded to your request. That's, That's right. the thing. We're you know, we'll get there. We usually it's like I'm like driving or working or something and it'll be like, Oh, James says this and I'll be like, Yeah, that's really cool, but I'm I gotta work. Yeah. And then when I'm done with work, I'm like, Oh yeah, I gotta give him and you don't wanna just give somebody like a bullshit response. Right. Like, Oh yeah, they're yeah. 
Great. Like Thank right, you. When you write to your congressman but, and they send you that form letter yeah, back. Exactly. You know, we try and give it some thought, but that takes a little time to where we can get to that. So just something to think about. Um, also, speaking of no commercials, you guys probably don't know about TACPAC. They are shipping out the May, which I think has some sites that might pay off for my 14 nice. AR-15s. Nice. So there might be something in there. You guys don't want to miss on great things happening like this, and I hear good things about June. They're sending out some emails. I just know they say keep your sights on this pack. I think uh, June they say something about fire, but they might say something about fire also in May. I don't know. It all blurs together. But the bottom line, you use the code BADASS when you sign up for TAC Pack, mm-hmm. and they're going to send you a gun cleaning mat. Now, Tack Pack, what they do is they basically take like a hundred dollars worth of product because they're able to buy in bulk, and then you're paying forty nine ninety five a month, and you're getting that hundred dollars worth of shit. And you're like, yeah, but I can't pick out what I want. But dude, half the time I get shit I didn't even know I needed. Mm-hmm. That's and then right. I slap that in the gun, and I'm like, damn, now I'm cool. And every month I got something new to look forward to. Plus, I can usually steal shit out of Kevin's box before I give it to him. And then I have two fucking mm-hmm. awesome things. So I'm just saying, tack back might be right for you. But with that, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week. So, you've looked at the mainstream media. You've realized that only at best half of what they tell us is the truth. You've decided you want to take you and your family's life into your own hands instead of relying upon other people. That's led you down the path to become a prepper. You might not like the name, but at least you know where you are. So, what is my advice for a new prepper? My advice for a new prepper is this. Keep your options open. Before you decide you want to go and buy this pack or that pack, this knife or that knife, that firearm or this crossbow or whatever you're going to do, you need to make the most difficult decision first. And you need to be 100% sure that the decision that you make, that first decision, is the best. Not just for you, but you and whoever you live with. Now that decision is a tough one, and it may take time, but the more time you spend thinking about options about this question, the less time you're going to spend money buying things for something that you don't need. Now, what is that question I hear you ask? It's quite simple. Are you going to bug in, or are you going to bug out? Most people think to themselves, well, I'm not going to stay in this building, fuck that, I'm off down the woods. Well, how far are those woods away from you? Okay, it's walkable for you. So if it's walkable for you, it's walkable for other people too. Are you going to get there now and find there's no one there, but are you going to get there in a situation and find it full of people? If it's full of people, you're not escaping the problem. You're confining the problem. So think to yourself... Do I live in a block of flats, in a condo? Do I live in a high-rise building? Or do I live on a farm? Do I live in the middle of nowhere, or do I live in the middle of thousands of people? 
This is all going to affect your decision whether to go out or to stay in. Now, maybe you are in a suburban area, just on the outskirts of a town, a large city or a town. You might have a garden. Well, think to yourself, does that garden, is that garden viable to build a little bunker? All you need is a door, could be a manhole cover. Everyone's not, no one's going to put up a manhole cover if there's shit going on down everywhere, is there? They're not going to be sitting thinking about the drainage system. They're going to be sitting thinking about what I need to survive. So, sit here and think about it. Decide to yourself what you're going to do. You're going to bug in. You're going to bug out. If you're going to bug out, think about this. You might be able to hike those 20 miles in the middle of nowhere, in the dark, with no head torch, just by moonlight. But can your partner, can your partner and your kids, what is your situation? That is what you need to think about before you start thinking about buying anything. What is viable? What is doable? That's what I would say to a new prepper. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm. Mm-hmm.